citizens of the verse. Today is February 23rd, 2952, and welcome to Ooh. another episode of Citizen Cast, or as Chekhov will call it, Yoncast. Oh, sorry, uh, you heard that? Wow. <laughs> yes. What a sensitive mic. We told you we hear shit. <laughs> I mean, stuff. <laughs> We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts. Well, not as always, but this week, <laughs> by my co-hosts. He's the Luigi to my Mario, the yawner extraordinaire. It's Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Wow, that was very spontaneous. You made that one up. Look at nice. that. I'm so good. Hello. I know. And, uh, and, of course, where would the dynamic duo of plumbers be without their best friend in the world, Toadstool, or as we like to call him, Seagard Olson. Hello, Seagard. Hello. I just cast a shadow over both you and live in the dark. <laughs> um, you know, uh, normally normally we might sound like Italians, even though I don't think any of us are. No, uh, no, no. You know, I think, Chekhov, well, you throw off a little bit of a different vibe. If well, you know I had pizza I mean. for dinner that counts. I, I don't think that counts. I did. Ha- I had pasta tonight too. What's going on? And, and huh? Italian is my favorite food. So, uh, see, I'm from a super Italian town, so I grew up with nothing but Italians, and I was like one of the few, like, you know, oh, just man. white mutts. Uh, right. So, <laughs> and contrary to popular belief, you had the best pizza in Connecticut too, right? Yes, and correct. Uh, they do have folks. If you haven't had New Haven pizza, it is outstanding. And I live in Brooklyn. Um, so we've got quite an interesting show for everyone. But before we dive into that, what have you guys been up to this past week? Seaguard, I did a little playing on Sunday. I did a lot of stuff around the house on Saturday, so I didn't get to play much. I did get on later. Um, just wasn't able to get much started. It was on Saturday. I got on for a crew mm-hmm. play, but there was a uh, CNO threat going, so I don't think we we really didn't have enough people to do much on crew play. Ah. Um, so Sunday, played a little bit. Maybe uh, pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Maybe feel good. Played a little yesterday. Uh, actually went back to mining a little bit. Um, took me a while because I ended up uh, ended up on Orison again. So by the time I got all the way out there, it was uh, quite a ways. But uh, had a good time. Had a good time. Oh, nice. Uh, what about you, Mr. Chekhov? What have you been up to? Um, not too much. Just a little jump down, you know, uh, which was disappointing, to say the least. I guess we'll talk <laughs> about that one since they nerfed it. Yeah, there is a little bit of a nerf for sure. Um, I, I did jump down as well. That was the only thing I've done. That's, yeah, um, I did that with you, both of you. Yeah, we were, unfortunately, sorry, Kilgore, but we were super Care Bears, including yeah. I could have stolen someone's ship, and instead I helped him get back on his ship. Wait, um, that even worse. I stole somebody's ship, gave him a ride, and then <laughs> got out and let him sell it. <laughs> instead of bad. putting a bullet in the back yeah, of his head and exactly. calling it a day. So... Hopefully not next time. I feel I was feeling a little violent, and I just sort of quelled that urge. Um, you know, I just didn't want that karma. Uh, so uh, we had a few things happen in this past week. 
Uh, ISC had two segments. Uh, first was on the character creator uh, changes coming in Alpha 317. Um, they created additional heads by blending some of the elements of other heads together, uh, which gives us a little bit more variety in the base heads we can choose. Uh, there should be more detailed options. Yeah, the textures look good. The, they, it looks like the eyebrows are getting a little work done. Um you know, maybe some threading and teasing. Uh, the eyes have additional sort of like a wetness to them, which lets them, which allows them to look more realistic and better in light. Different oh, lighting good. conditions. So I can cry when I lose all my cargo. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's um, you know, the goal is they want to create better representation for characters, give people the ability to create a character that, you know, could kind of look like them uh, long term. Uh, they did promise down the road they're going to start adding more hairstyles uh, and other elements to the character creator. Uh, so that was the first half. Second half was all about AI planetary traversal, um, where they showed off the dynamic planetary mesh that they're using to allow um, AI to navigate around obstacles and walk on planet surfaces. So that was ISC. Uh, thoughts, Seaguard? What'd you? How'd you feel about the episode? I, yeah, I thought it was, it was a good episode. You know, the, I like those types. Um, you know, the AI being able to walk around the planet, maybe pursue you, I think is great. And having a little bit more of a, you know, a, the ability to move around, let's say, a ground position and defend it a little mm -hmm. better would. I think that'll lead to some variety. Maybe you can decoy them away with an explosion or, you know. Uh, draw them into an ambush and things like that, right? It's not just move mm -hmm. up and stand in the same corner every time you play and shoot the guy in the head, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. that just gets bold. That gets boring. So um, I, I'm optimistic. And actually, I think AI is going to be better than we think. Um, I just think it's relying on the server meshing, to be honest with you. Computing power is yeah. just not there yet. Yeah. <clears throat> What about you, Chekhov? Did you get a chance to see the episode? I uh, didn't see this one, but I did watch a little bit of live. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, uh, before jumping into live, yeah. um, I, I thought ISC was all right. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, something, it's interesting because it's like whenever there's something where I guess they talked a lot and I didn't come away with knowing much. Um, it's cool stuff, but I feel like that episode should have been split up across two episodes with maybe one having like with sprint reports attached to each or something like that, just because it doesn't, they both feel so, sort of like technical and like the AI piece is great, but it's down the road. And then the uh, visual changes is next patch, hopefully. But um, still, it's nothing like game change. It's not stuff that I get as excited about. The AI stuff I get excited about, but I know it'll be there. It's not what I'm like chomping at the bit for right now. Yeah. Um, so much as some other features. But what I, are you going to do? You can't have them all be amazing. No, no. I, I, I do think the AI stuff is cool. I mean, yeah. But I, it's not like um, I would like to have seen it in a scenario. Right, where you could, you know, they go in and they attack something and the defenders react and we see it the way it's meant to be on their systems. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and you know they could pause it and point out a feature the guy rolled here or he didn't roll there and you know yeah kind of like they do in citizen con they do kind uh-huh. of a live demo i think that would have been great um yeah the i guess the big thing for me overall is it shows that they continue to march down these lanes they're not mm-hmm. they're not sitting idle in an area they yeah. are refining and refining and refining and leaning things down so they can get more capability in so that when they do get the roadblock out of the way and the power starts to come up, we're going to see some pretty amazing stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it'll be a lot old facials. Even the current facials look pretty good. Yeah. I, I have to believe that this next set is also about face tracking, better face tracking and, you know, things like that too. Here's hoping as a bearded glassed man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, hair is the one thing I think. My face. <laughs> I think they talked about. Um, I think they talked about um, hairstyles are still not quite done. Also, that's coming. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is they mm-hmm. talked about the they talked about the improved hair texture for years now. I think that's a little weird. I get it because it's probably very um, intensive. It's like it's probably like having a a. Uh, uh, cloud on your head <laughs> right um but you know they were they were demoing that stuff before twitch pacheco was launched in the game because they remember that she had a hair, whole like crazy awesome like dreadlocked hairstyle instead of what she wears now right. um but what are you gonna do i mean they'll come online when when they're able to put it in game and hopefully they continue to be sensitive about us you know the game performing um so Star Citizen Live was one of our favorite styles, a game dev episode. Uh, this episode focused on building a prop for Pyro, and it was essentially a pallet jack, which they created in-game to be ready to use as an asset. Uh, and it, it took them the hour. Um, granted, it's not perfect, but they, they did quite a bit in that hour. Um, and were able to actually use it. So they showed you the process by which they create something that's usable and interactable. Um, Seagar, did you get a chance to see that episode? I I did watch that. I, I could only watch it partway through. I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to watch the whole thing. I, you know, I, I saw the pallet jack, and I, th- I thought, that's great. We're going to get a pallet jack, and I see the complexity of it. But, you know, hopefully there's 50 pallet jacks back there that we don't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, we need to have these items to be interactable before the, uh, the, you know, the loading mechanism, you know, gets yeah. started. especially like think about with, you know, being able to, how many times do we sit there and, you know, I drag a box of drugs out or a pallet of drugs out. I guess it's a carton of drugs, throw them on the ground and you cat, you know, you use your tractor beam to move it to the door and then we cycle the door and then we, load them into the middle and then open up the door. It would just be nice to load up a freaking cart, mm-hmm. push it to the door, cycle your lock and go outside and load it on your ship. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. That's, that's what I would like to do. <laughs> so yeah. We need to have that It would that be stuff. a lot easier. It would. Um, right? Yeah. Check off. You, you said you, you caught some of the episode. What'd you think of what you saw? Sure, I've watched the first one minute and the last one a minute. <laughs> the I love those episodes; those are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's funny because I we always say this, but truly, 
you know, there's, there's people back there. There's probably, you know, 200 people making things like this, right? It's, yeah. it's important stuff. Uh, it is important stuff. In fact, I would love to get something like that, that pallet jack as a, you know, a, a member, a subscriber, you know, item. I think yeah. it would be freaking great to leave it in your ship and be able to haul it in and out. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I I caught a little bit of it. I, I'm going to be honest. I knew before I heard it because I just don't love these types of episodes. And especially this particular one didn't seem very intensive around the Q&A side of it either. Um, you know, it was cool to see. Um, if you really love, if you really like the idea of, of seeing how something gets built, that's, uh, it's great. If you, if you care about that minute detail, it's not something that really, you know, drives me. So, well, um, not only that, you've seen them one, you kind of see them all. How many times? Yeah. At, at least this one, they, they did this one in re- reaction to a lot of the commentary of the last time when they built the stupid cone. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Because the cone, while it might be an asset that they need, was just so basic, and it was like, seriously? And I think what they were trying to do was say, see how hard this is, everyone? This is hard. This takes time. This is just a cone. But I think a lot of people were just sort of like, okay. Um... Uh, so they did this because it is something, it's literally something they're going to be putting in the game. Um, it's something that is going in pyro at one of the, at the space stations and stuff. So it makes sense. Um, this week's ISC will be, uh, uh, not to set everyone's expectations poorly already, but it's starting off, I think with one of those origin stories of a team member. I, I don't mind it. I just don't want it on ISC, but I get it. There can't always be, you know, tons of content. And then the second half is, I think, more palatable for most of us is an all-vehicle sprint report. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Star Citizen Live is going to be nice and meaty. It's the EUPU gameplay feature team, so they can answer questions about things like mining. Um, and, and salvage and, and stuff like that. So th- that's a good, that should be a really good uh, Star Citizen Live at least. Um, so I'm curious, just I know we, I, I was just curious to know what, you know, are, are either of you hoping to see something pop up in that sprint report for the vehicle, all vehicle sprint report? And we'll probably see the, the vulture. The whole, eh? but yeah. are you guys hoping to see something we haven't seen, or? Um, not really. I mean, I, you know, now I'm just interested in. I, I'm interested, but I'm not hoping to see anything particularly show up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think for a community thing, I think it would be nice to see another starter ship brand, right? Something else to compete with it, you know, the starter ships. Mm-hmm. Right, um, uh, you know, not like we see a lot of auroras and deltas anyway. But uh, I think when we get a lot of people in the universe, we're going to want more than just auroras and just deltas. Yeah, or, uh, or Alf, uh, mustangs. I mean, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, mean, <clears throat> it would be cool to see 
some I, I know what you mean too. Like when you say starter, it's like the base game package, not not like a yeah. upgraded game package. Right. Yeah. I just said yeah. basic game. You know that you know comes with kind of the combinations. I, the only the core, I wouldn't want something like the core because the core has no bed, right? It has no bathroom, it has no bed. It, it's a pure cargo hauler that's been. It doesn't surpassed. have. A, I didn't. It doesn't it have is. a. No, it's been. It has nothing that the Auroras have. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the Aurora CL is a better starter ship because um, it carries more cargo, um, and the Aurora. CL comes with a bed. Uh, Corey doesn't. Uh, if you look at the Valkyrie, the Valkyrie carries significantly more cargo, and it comes with, you know, for just a just like a five dollars more, and it comes mm. with twelve cargo, a bed, you know, <laughs> you know, cooking utensils, uh, a cockpit, a ramp in the back, and a cockpit entry from the front, and it's maneuverable and unarmed. So <laughs> it's kind of like. Well, got it. Mm-hmm. They, need have, they need to have something in there that's um, more like an Aurora or a, a Mustang, right? It's a, kind of a trade-off, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I did want to touch briefly on the changes to Jump Town. Um you know, uh, good topic. I, I guess to surmise the difference, and correct me if I'm wrong here, gents. Uh, but so far, jump or the the remastering—they didn't really change much besides the fact that Jump Town now pays less for the cases or the drugs, and the um, drug production. Is sporadic, so it will spit out drugs at you know a moment's notice. It could be thirty seconds, it could be sixty seconds, it could be ninety seconds. Um, and then last, they mentioned they mentioned, but none of us could tell something about multiple ingress points. Yeah, I could not find anything. I couldn't find anything either. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, what are your thoughts, Seaguard? Excited? You know, glad about the changes? Disappointed? You don't really yeah. care? I, you know, I'd never been on top of the station, so I think that whole upper deck area was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the idea that they had some cargo containers, maybe they act like bomb shelters. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, you know, right now, the big, th- I think it's a good thing. I, I do think they need to have some alternate areas to enter and exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think, I think I would like to see more of a focus on the ground combat portion of it versus the ship portion mm-hmm. right now yeah, you can't you can't get within you know 10k without someone in a ship spotting you and there's usually you know eight ships flying um yeah so, it definitely it's a ground it's it's a ship based right mission now um i mean yeah it could switch to a ground game and it does sometimes but it's mostly ship. I would, um, I, I, I could see something like. Can you imagine if they put a shield over it? They gave it its own shields, and they gave it windows to fire out of, or go. You can move through. Yeah, and you had to defend it from three sixty. 
So you can't really take it down from the air easily anyway. And then even if you did, you'd still have to storm the building. Yeah. Well, I think the the one question is, do we want to make it easier to defend Jumptown? Because it feels pretty easy to defend if you want to take hold of it. It seems like it's hard to, to, to evict you can get someone. in. You can get into it, but without air cover, you can't get out of it. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, the only time we've been successful is when we put the 890 jump over it. Um, other than that, you know, your ships are getting can be blown up on the ground quite easy by an A2. Um, you just come in and drop their bombs on it or fly a C2. Cutlass blew up my ship the other night. Yeah, right? So, I mean, All even of like, drugs. <laughs> you know, I, I could see, I hate to say it, but I would, you know, a shield um, mm-hmm. and like a protective area for the ship that protects it from damage. So you're kind of loading, um, you know, through an, a regular doorway instead of an airlock. Yeah. Uh, then the, you know, and the door, maybe the door's broken. So it's always open. Right? You have to actively defend it. That's why I think the windows would be cool. I think the, the top level is is really cool. The Gatling guns up there. Yeah. Um, the the barriers on top, but there's no entrance from the top to take advantage if you took the top. Yeah. It, I, I couldn't find it. I crawled around it for 30 minutes. Yeah. I also think that, like, this would be even more fun if stealth gameplay was a thing right now. Yeah. Um. And I also think we would, I, I think it would be even really fun if we had the ability to spawn vehicles in our ships, then I think you'd see a lot more people, you know, trucking it in, in the, you know, the ballista or the, the other one, the variant of it. Um, and, and, and then engaging in ground combat from there. Yeah. But, you know. We'll see how it's going to evolve anyway. That this is really the recipe. What yeah. about you, Chekhov? Happy, sad, glad? Well, I think that the kind of they they really uh, they nerfed it. I think because they really wanted to see more confrontation and not for people to camp out there. One thing I always kind of uh, thought about is that if you power your ship down completely. Uh, mm-hmm. You should not be detectable. You should be totally stealth. I mean, that kind of would make sense, you know. Uh, yeah. I should be able to fly in like I had a nice camouflage paint on a buck, you know, it was totally white. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, kind of hid it out of sight, you know, uh, to kind of see if I could uh, sneak in with a rifle, which I did. But the ship is still detectable no matter what you do. And that makes no sense to me. I mean, yeah. you power everything down, that's it. There should not be any signatures. Yeah. Yeah, it it's definitely not quite there yet, but you know, it's still one of the most fun things you can do in game, Absolutely. in my mind. Um, it's definitely fun. I actually don't mind that they nerfed it because I think we were making a lot of money yeah, off we were. of it. And we're still making you still make good money. Um uh, playing it, it's just not as much in my mind because uh, I think it's about half now. Um, no, no, 
you give you make good money. Don't get me wrong. It just became a boring game. I just don't want to stand there for ninety seconds and wait for one box to come. Yeah, out. yeah. Um, I I get what you're saying, but it's not always ninety seconds. That's the thing. So it was very sporadic. I saw it go anywhere from thirty seconds to ninety seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Seagar could tell you because he was there too. Uh, he was pulling the boxes. Yeah, it was pretty inconsistent. Yeah, I, mean, I just I pulled boxes all night. I mean, that's exactly what I did. Ugh, Very exciting. Crazy. crazy. Um, so uh, we did also last week, despite all the drama, uh, we did get a roadmap update, and it was kind of juicy. So. Let's go through it. The release view, first and foremost, for uh, Salvage, they renamed the card. It's still in 318 as of right now, um, but they renamed it to Hull Stripping. So it said, as mentioned on this episode of Star Citizen Live, the initial release of Salvage will include Hull Stripping and Repair by Hand using FPS tools, as well as Hull Stripping using the upcoming Drape Vulture. For clarity, oh. the Salvage Tier 0 card's name and description has been updated to reflect this. The following deliverables have also passed their final review for Alpha 317. Um, so the cards have been updated to Committed, Mining Gadgets, Ship-to-Ship Refueling, uh, Selling Items to Shops, the Loreville Hospital Maria Pure of Heart, the Coffee Shop Vendor, uh, as well as the DNA head textures update. The only deliverables not marked as committed so far are the um, RSI Scorpius and the Hole. Um, but I'm sure they'll, I, I don't think, it doesn't look like either will slip. It might be a 317.1 though. Um, who knows? Uh, and now the following uh, deliverables have been added to um, the Alpha 317 release window. Uh, it's just one. It's space, uh, space Station Clinics variations. So they've added additional modules to add variety to existing space clinics and additional layouts so that every space station in Stanton will have its own unique layout. Uh, now the progress tracker is where some really interesting things have been posted. Um, they're, they've updated the remainder of downstream teams through Q1 2022, as well as updating upstream schedule all the way through the rest of the year. Um, so the following deliverables have been added to the progress tracker. Uh, zone handling, implementing backend solutions to help designers easily define which zone and objects should be spawned in to be merged into all existing tools and workflows with an initial focus on cinematic tools. This deliverable has been added to the editor team's schedule. Then there's Entity Properties Plugin, improving entity property, entity property handling to easily adjust properties for multiple entities at the same time, decreasing iteration time for designers. This is a major upgrade to the old way of handling the entity, entity properties which was pretty limited and hard to extend. This deliverable has been added to the editor team schedule. I have no idea what that means. I don't Entity either. Entity property handling. 
adjust properties for multiple entities at the same time. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, sounds, sounds cool. Uh, distortion propagation. This one should really uh, excite combat fans. Uh, further work on this damage type to allow correct propagation into systems. This makes the location of impact much more important as powered items closer to impact will begin to suffer more severely. Mm -hmm. This will fulfill the original version we had for distortion weapons we already have in game and those we have planned for the future. This deliverable has been added to the weapon feature team schedule. Uh, physics, nice. this one's interesting. Rope simulation. Extend the simulation algorithm of ropes to support ropes interacting with pulleys and improve general stability to enable the development of new gameplay mechanics. This deliverable has been added to the physics team schedule. Um, all that kinky rope play. Uh, <laughs> underground, <laughs> underground facilities. Adding new underground facilities to the game. Traversable areas offering gameplay opportunities in corporate industrial environments. This deliverable has been added to the location concept art team schedule. Satellites points of interest. Populate the game universe with explorable satellite locations that serve as points of interest for players. This deliverable has been added to the location concept art team schedule. Loreville Cityscape reworked the Loreville skyline to better fit the scale Yay. of the city and its distinctive buildings. This deliverable city. has been added to the location concept, concept art team schedule. Interesting. Here comes a good one. Um, and I read a scene in the expanse that this is perfect for room depressurization. Ah, creating good. the ability for players to increase or decrease the atmospheric pressure in a defined slash closed room. This deliverable has been added to the EUPU gameplay feature team schedule. Uh, so that could be a question for this week's uh, uh, episode. No, uh, I cave agree. archetypes. Expanding the experience of traversing caves by creating more variety and developing new challenges. The setup of the caves will also make them more efficient to use in the creation of future caves. This deliverable has been added to the planet content team schedule. Tumble. Uh, I cannot talk today. B believe it or not, I'm not even drinking. I almost feel like I need to be in order to be on top of my game. Um, very sad folks. Kiki's not, not a, not a uh, good sober person. Apparently, uh, Tumbrel Ranger. Uh, building, implementing, and balancing Tumbrel Land Systems two-wheeled bike, the Ranger, as a game-ready vehicle. This deliverable has been added to the U.S. vehicle content and vehicle experience team's schedules. Uh, and last but not least, the RSI Apollo. Building, implementing, and balancing RSI's medical craft, the Apollo, as a game-ready vehicle. This deliverable has been added to the U.S. vehicle content team's schedule. So a lot of additions um, and some really exciting ones. I, I was surprised to see depressurization so soon. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Which, what oh, what exactly is that going to do? Uh, it's going to mean that if a door opens without um, an airlock, then you're going to get blown out. Oh, okay. Or so you right lose atmosphere. Yeah, I think that would be just as valuable. Losing atmosphere, you can't replace. Yeah. Yeah, so... But you could put out fires that way. Yeah. 
I mean, oh, I wonder if that's why they're doing it. Yeah, so so that initial time seeker when I lost your rover and opened yeah. the door. So yeah. if, if they implement this, I would be blown out too. Gotcha. In fact, yeah, the whole ship would have been vented. <laughs> no, actually, the, the door to the hangar, the cargo area, would have stopped it. But you're right. But the whole back end of the Connie would have been vacated, basically, of air. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually getting more and more excited about the salvage game. Can we take a little deeper dive into that? Because you mentioned that uh, we'd be able to use the the multi-tool in the first iteration of it. Yeah, so so we will likely, at, at the very least, we'll be able to use the multi-tool, which will have a salvage um, attachment. And what it'll do is you scrape the whole of the ship that you're, you're salvaging, and then it, it essentially fills up a canister. And then that canister actually also can repair hulls. So you can mm-hmm. reverse the process with the multi-tool and repair a hull with that um, canister. Now, they are also going to implement a um, standalone salvaging tool. And I don't know. I don't recall. Let me just look real quick. Well, what is the vulture function then at that point? So So the vulture function will do hole stripping and it'll do it a lot faster, you know, because it's a lot larger. Okay. Um, So it's sort of prospector version uh, for for salvage. Exactly. It's like a hand mineable versus, I mean, could you imagine trying to hole strip a ship with a a salvaging multi-tool, the whole ship? My guess is that that's just going to be, I think that's more around doing that to repair your own ship. Whereas the, um, the vulture is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, much more for selling the raw materials. Yeah. So that brings another good point. That, do we think we're going to be able to sell anything? I would imagine. So I have a feeling that's why this comes after the selling to the, um, shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, this could can be considered a commodity too. So right, right. Who knows? Um, I'm just going into yeah. So the only thing that I see the roadmap so far only has the gray cat multi tool salvage attachment. Um, so who knows if they add the bespoke one later on, or if if it's just not ready to be committed on the roadmap yet. Um. So that brings us to, or I guess, anything else exciting about some of those additions? Seaguard, anything get you going? Uh, I, I, I think that the pressurization, decompressurization, if it can be especially done from a, a engineering panel, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I really wonder how they're going to uh, handle some of the ships that have, like the Connies, you know. You're going to open your cargo bay and invent your ship every time, and it's a huge area back there. I wonder yeah. if they're going to have any force fields or something that prevent that. I don't think so. I would imagine what they'll do is I don't think it'll be a hard vent. I think you'll have to pressurize the room or, you know, gotcha. essentially treat it like an airlock. And because if you're on a it's one thing if you're on a planet, but if you're on a moon, right. you know, there's not the same level of atmosphere. Yeah. So you need and to also, match. 
I'd also like to see what happens when a ship gets hit with damage and depressurizes. Does it yeah. cause spin into the ship as the air is vented out, you know, like a thruster? Yeah, uh, I'm sure yeah. it will, will affect the ship. And yeah. I'm sure they'll do something related to that. What yeah. about you, Chekhov? What you what you most excited about? Well, the the salvage still salvage stuff, and I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for salvage. Just a new gameplay loop that I'm hoping I'm hoping will be because you look like the medical gameplay loop is fine, but it doesn't really. It's the start of the medical profession, but it's not really a viable. You can't. You could if you wanted to be a combat medic um, with a group. But if you were going to take all those medical missions, it's like sort of a waste of time and it's usually dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, it's not like you're going to make money on your own org. You know, yeah. you're going to take a cure your own friends. I'm not going to. Well, no, that. but if you're doing the same missions, you'll get a cut of the mission. Yeah, right. But if you're doing it alone, as you said, it's kind of dangerous. There could yeah. be traps. Yeah, so it, it'll be exciting when they flesh that out, but I think salvage will be more akin to mining as, like, when once mining was released, it was just something different, you know, and then they slowly fleshed it out. It might feel more like a Tier 1 compared to mining's Tier 0 was, but, you know, I'm not certain. Because I feel like they've been getting better at some of these things. I think salvage, the only delay, I don't think it was... I bet you they already have the way the mechanics going to work all laid out and set up, and the UI is probably ready. It's a technical dependency. Yeah, I I hope it's not basically uh, you know mining UI you know just going to be reused for salvage because that I don't think so. I think it'll have its own UI. So and you know you said something interesting there about you know the kind of like the. being disappointed. I mean, every everything that they put out has been really, really good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I mean, the grab the things that were annoying initially, grab bikes. Uh, we had the thirty Ks. We had um, uh, what were some of the other things they did? Uh, oh, the Even way just that persistence. They, the way that these the gravity fields interacted with things that were in. Um, in elo- or in uh, cargo bays and things, you know, we couldn't load vehicles, right? All of that and persistence. All of those big items really are kind of, if not gone, they're shoved into a corner very tightly, and you don't see a lot of it. You know, when yeah. you do get a recovery from thirty k, it's very good. I mean, you know, Hamar, or, yeah, Hamar was saying the other day that literally he recovered standing right next to the vehicle. Um, pedestal and he was still connected to the pedestal when he as if he was just ordering his ship a, you know a minute before he crashed so yeah. i mean it's it's so much better i mean i think that you know i think that when we see something like salvage come out i think we're going to see salvage go from zero to where mining is right now and i think we're going to see that go that in about a third of the time yeah, the pattern, I, I the pattern is there, right? I, I really think it's going to be pretty significant. It, you know, the salvaging, I think, is a more, it is more complex than mining because uh, mining follows the same basic uh, pattern. We're not mining for like liquids yet. We're not fi- mining mm-hmm. for gases yet, right? 
in salvage, you'll be doing those things. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting, but I do think we're going to see it faster. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and especially as they start to remove some of the, like there's one technical limitation for hull stripping, but you know, salvage won't be complete until we have components, physicalized components yeah. on all ships. It won't be complete until I think the one thing about salvage that'll be the most challenging is true salvage gameplay won't be a hundred percent complete until our ships are fully physicalized because in theory, we should be able to pretty much strip a ship down to nothing and we will need a way for um, salvage missions to come about. They'll need to be a salvaging guild, they'll, you know, or, you know, rep. And then they'll need to be ways for you to extract components, siphon off fuel, shut down yeah. certain systems and identify what systems need to be shut down. Yeah, to me, like salvage and, and, and looting almost come hand in hand. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really the only reason why I'm I'm not you know big on looting right now is because you really can't sell what you loot. Once you'd be able to sell what you loot, I could see spending a lot of time just going around and like looking for stuff. Oh, I see Badger doing yeah. that as his career. Loot oh yeah, he loves that <laughs> stuff. And it's funny, yeah. cigarettes at thirty k. Thirty k, it became like a non-issue. Where the only thing we used to talk about in any case. Yeah. I mean, it really is so much better. Yeah. it's If we even get some of those incremental quality, like, it's funny because I, I keep going back to it, but it's like, you know, I mentioned that the medical gameplay stuff was disappointing, and I don't actually mean that per se, because... I think we all were, you could probably rewind to an episode, we all were pleasantly surprised at how fleshed out medical gameplay was already yeah. for something that's tier zero or tier one. Yeah. Well, I guess my disappointment around it is the medical gameplay is cool, but the profession isn't quite there yet, right? So it's like, yeah, the, you could do this stuff to help, but there's not really, yes, you can become a little bit more of an expert where you know which which drug to use when um unfortunately the med gun sort of tells you what to use and correctly doses it for you already which i wish they didn't do but i'm sure yeah. they'll change that eventually right exactly it should be sort of like uh you know similar to what mining is you can just go out put any any old laser on and expect yeah. to come back with good results. Uh, same thing should apply to medical gameplay. You know, you have to have a specific set of, uh, you know, meds on you. Otherwise, you won't be able to cure. Maybe even, you know, if it's a broken limb, you have to be able to have certain equipment on yourself to be able to patch somebody up, triage, you know, get them to point A, you know, to do certain things, then transfer right. them somewhere else for more complex stuff. Yeah. Then it becomes a truly flushed out medical game plan. Yeah. And and, yeah. and it's progressively more lucrative, right? Just same as a doctor, right? I mean, yeah. you're going to perform a neurosurgery on someone. Well, that, that certainly should have a different payout. It'll probably take you longer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Very cool. So uh, I don't know why I use that as a transition. Very cool. That's so weird of me. Maybe, maybe, cool. we, maybe we need a little tune for that. Very cool. La la la. It's not cool. That was cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. You could take that and just make a little, little sound. Yes. Sound again, effect for us. Yeah, Cody, we, we need some Russian tunes, please. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Maybe, uh, maybe something Russian sounding for Chekhov. Maybe I should really stay away something from strange. the Russian subject right now. It's not the most popular subject. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're in New Jersey. Which, well, wait, wait, it's wait, like, let me, it's like the lesser of two evils. <laughs> hang on a second. Let, let me just be very clear. I am Ukrainian, though. I am, I am not Russian. So Yeah. He's technically Ukrainian, folks. Wink, wink. <laughs> That's why he wanted his independence. Well, actually, I don't know where Chekhov was from. I should look that up. I don't know either. Um, so that brings us to our tips and tricks. Uh, we've got two submissions for you this week uh, through the Discord. Uh, first is from Skyguard1. He said... There is a setting to turn off the thrust limiter without moving it. You can use this to make high-speed launches when worried about pirates. Um, good tip, Skyguard. And then Brillo Cubis said, I've found that you can exit your seat and even your ship while refueling and repairing is going on. I'll touch down on the pad, initiate the process, exit the ship. I haven't tried it with anything uh, I haven't tried with anything with a larger fuel tank. Um, I didn't know that because for the longest time it didn't really work that way. Yeah, I always assumed it did. I I never said I punch the button, I get up and go. Hmm. I I always used to do that, and it or I would I tried it and it didn't work. But I, it's been a long time since I have because I don't I hate. Because it, om- it almost like sort of breaks things when, when it doesn't. Um, any tips or tricks from you, gentlemen? Seaguard, anything? Um, not off the top of my head. Okay. Check off. Nope, what about nothing, you? Like, nothing that I can think of. Don't drink and fly. I mean, that's about it. I don't either. Um, which means it brings us to our favorite segment. Yay. It is the favorite one. Why is it the favorite that we have no content for it? I don't know. I just, maybe because it has its own theme song. Yeah, that's true. That's probably why. Um, anyone do anything in the name of science this past week? Seagard, anything? Uh, you know, not really. Um, I did not. I uh, I was pretty pretty tame this week. Um, I will say we didn't get any submissions this week either. It seems like everyone was tame. What about you, Chekhov? Any for science? No, but you know what? We really have to go out of the way, our, our way to start doing it. Maybe start eating some of those uh, weird uh, fruit that we find everywhere to see what it's going to do to us. Yeah. Well, and by the way, listeners, if you want us to do anything for science, let us know and we will try and find time to do it. We will try and schedule it in. 
Yeah, I yeah. didn't do anything for science either. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Give us some tasks that you actually want us to do and explore in the name of science. You know, yeah. I was just sitting here saying, did I say listeners or did I say readers? Hmm. Maybe some of them. Can you really read a podcast? I guess if you get a Maybe if I had a full transcript, yeah. yeah. If you were in, if you had Braille. I mean, you could read it with written word, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you have if it Braille. Was written down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Braille. <laughs> so a blind person is trying to read at audio medium. <laughs> yes. Interesting. That's how it, it works. So they're, they're blind and suffer synesthesia. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. All right. Uh, let's move on to host questions, AKA Seaguard's question. This past week we asked two questions. Um, Seaguard had asked, would you rather have one system with less players that's fully fleshed out with content, gameplay and mechanics or more systems less fleshed out, but with dramatically higher player caps and features will gradually come out, um, over time. Uh, so that was Seaguard's question. My question to the group was, what did you think of the roadmap drama? Um, so, are you losing my mind? Said, I'd rather have both. I'd rather have one or a few very fleshed out systems and a plethora of less fleshed out ones. Roadmap drama is just drama. Um, good points, are you losing my mind? Uh, Skeletor202 said, for Seaguard's question, I say more systems with more players. The content we have now would be enough to get through till more features come out. Plus, with more players and systems, we can create and or do more with multi-crew ships and roleplay. Jumptown would be an epic battle at this time. Uh, with way Too Geeky's question, the roadmap is meh at this point. Things change, and there's nothing we can really do about it. Sure, we're excited when plans work out, and when we get what we want, if anything at all, uh, but then uh, it doesn't. We're excited when plans work out, and we get what we want. But when it doesn't, there we go. But when it doesn't, we will all have to get over it at some point and either keep moving along or find something else to do in the meantime. Uh, Loon said, uh, for Seaguard's question, more systems now and add into it over time. I'm just tired of seeing the same places, but I could go either way, honestly. I wouldn't mind waiting longer if it meant a more fleshed out experience. The player cap doesn't really matter um, to me. I think asking for more players on the same server is asking for problems, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he said, to my question, the roadmap drama is just that, drama. It never added to anything but speculation for us players and grief to the developers. The thing people forget is that the things on the roadmap can and do change. If they ever come to fruition, then be happy. If not, just keep waiting for it, I guess. I took two years away from the game and came back when 314 dropped and was blown away by the progress. So to me, I see the things that get added and fixed and or broken um, and can say 
that uh, that it is a slow pro. Sorry, um, I didn't spell check uh, Loon's post, and mm-hmm. I don't know what he's actually saying. Uh, and can say that it is slow progress. It's still progress nonetheless, and having a roadmap only adds to the stress on the dev team and yourself when things don't go as planned via the roadmap. Skyguard says, question two, Seaguard, oh, Seaguard, <laughs> CIG, <laughs> problem is Flavius always calls Seaguard SIG, and he also yes. calls CIG SIG. <laughs> ah, so good point. Sometimes, yeah. Q2, CIG needs to be held accountable, but as long as they're actually making the game and showing progress, give Corsair, I don't think anyone will really care. If they start goofing off, well, then we'll have to decide whether or not we want to face the sunk cost monster or not. Um, Okay, Skyguard. Danke. Boris Kraken said, the roadmap drama. Great idea, very poorly worded. It was done at. It was done as the. It was done at some stage. Oh my God! Sorry, mm. Boris. L- listeners, please check your grammar so Geeky understands it. He rarely reads them in advance. <laughs> anyway, it was done at a point where it was supposed to have 4.0 on it. Um, it's easier to take the PR hit early. Now uh, they can put it on roadmap 319, 20, 21, and on a two-week update or a citizen con, which is the goal um, to 4.0. I think it's a great I- it was a great idea. For years, they struggled to make deadlines with negative publicity. Now they are putting on what they are sure will make it every two weeks. As for some of these features, um, well, uh, oh, some of these features will have been cooking for a while in Squadron 42 branch or for a patch or more. It won't be a marketing tool anymore. And um, to Seaguard's question, I'd rather less systems with more people and things to follow. I think it is their plan. Or I think that's the plan. Uh, Mr. Mystery said, less systems, more fleshed out, i.e., I want to see wildlife, alien creatures, moon monsters, whatsoever, but also more activity in the systems, more NPC ships flying, more interactions in ports and stations, more life everywhere, quests and NPCs for hire, wherever it might be. Sure, a new system would be great, but I'd rather see more content and a handful more systems versus tons of places to go with nothing to do. Um, Response to question two, what drama? I'm of the opinion the majority of the player base never looked at the roadmap or only looked at it when a new patch came out to see what was released. For example, me. And if I ever did look into the future roadmaps, it was more of a cool, that's uh, what they're working on. I never thought it was a promise to deliver, so not really sure what all the fuss is about. I I understand Mr. Mystery. Uh, some people are worse off. I'm on the scheme of things kind of in the middle. I'm disappointed cuz I just wanted to get a better sense of what would be happening, but some people are really really taking this poorly. Salty Mike. Um uh and uh you know, I would say though 
I don't know if the majority of the player base never looked at the roadmap. I found it hard for a long time to understand it. I just oh, didn't really? have the patience to sit down and, well, I'm also the guy who followed trade routes backwards, sold things yeah. at high prices. <laughs> yeah. So I clearly got the sharpest knife in the drawer and not, not one of my parents' smart children. That's right. <laughs> I am mediocre um. at best. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I can see where most people probably would not. Um you know, I think there's, you know, I think we run into a lot of guys who have a lot of ships, but I think that, uh, I think in reality that a lot of people still only have one ship and they get on once in a while and try it out. And, uh, you know, they're expecting, so they don't have the background that maybe we've pulled together. So, mm. yeah, but there is a lot I of, mean, there's a lot of, uh, Karen, I won't say Karen's out there, uh, but, uh, Karen's yeah, that's a good term. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely disappointing, but what are you going to do? Esgar, question one, Seagard's question. I'd like to see more systems as long as they're different enough from one another. Two Stanton systems doesn't sound as fun as a Stanton and Pyro, even if Pyro is just empty space and planets without content. Exploring new planets to find my favorite views or just checking out points of interest and learning an area is something that doesn't need additional gameplay. All that said, I'd truly prefer if it could be done in cycles, a year of new systems followed by a year of new gameplay. Luckily, Esgar, I think both can happen. We just wish it were more gameplay more often. <laughs> um, and the uh, Esgar answers my question with a little bit of a dissertation, no offense. Uh, as for the roadmap drama, I get he uses great punctuation, though. Um, and I see no spelling errors. Uh, as for the roadmap drama, I get that it's a bit of a PR mess, but I think people really miss the point. The Star Citizen community is full of some of the nicest people I've ever interacted with in a game. But Reddit, and to a lesser extent Spectrum, are horribly toxic. I really don't think they are representative of what serious backers are concerned with. Maybe I missed something somewhere, but I was always under the impression that I wasn't buying goods or a service beyond a copy of the game. Every dollar beyond the cost of the game, the base game, is purely a donation to fund a collective dream. I think some people's behavior online is really distasteful. The situation around the Luminalia gifts, I thought, was a very poor show of the community as well. It was free stuff, and people got their own hopes up for a free hover quad and then blamed CIG for not giving it away as a gift. I think that maybe there are too many people buying into Star Citizen too quickly without an understanding of the game's past, present, and future, and how different each of those is. When I first saw Star Citizen, the whole game was just a hangar with your spaceship inside it that you could walk through and interact with. I thought it was cool, but didn't buy in as I wasn't in a position to at the time, and there was no real content for me. When I purchased my game package in 2017, I saw that there was a real game here. I loved every one of the dozens of frames of Board All Star I saw, but wished that it ran better on my computer. Then, in 2021, I really started playing the game. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. Uh, pl started playing and funding the development and have seen this game grow so much in this last year that I cannot understand the outrage over every little thing that CIG does. I can't see the future, 
but everything points to CIG trying their best to deliver the best possible game that they can. And I think that will probably be easier without having the community flipping out over every delay. Who, who, who was this from? Esgar. That's a good answer. Very good, Esgar. Yeah, I mean, absolutely poignant. It's so funny that we do have one of the best communities, but those vocal folks, and like I, I get why, like Salty Mike is better, but he's not. Especially the people on this podcast. Yes, exactly. Listen to us. We're such curmudgeons. You, check off. You were like refresh the audience about this drama, <laughs> as if as if it wasn't really. Tell me what this drama was. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't get the drama at all. I'm just hey, happy. Hey. I'm flying around. Just saw some quantanium. That's all I need. <laughs> just a question for clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for Chekhov. Since yeah. Geeky used, I think it was a Russian word, kamudgeon, what's the translation? Kamudgeon. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the Russian word. <laughs> <laughs> kamudgeon. I don't like, is that like the barnacle on the bottom of a ship? (laughs) I don't know. It sounds like either that or something to to hit somebody with. I'm going to get you with my curmudgeon (laughs) so I can bludgeon. Something Um, like some kind of a weapon. Curmudgeon. So Mavro said, Seaguard's question right now, I'd rather have more systems, but that could change that could change when more content comes out and i have a better hint of what is still to come it really depends on time if they're ready to add a bunch uh, add a good bunch of new content and new mechanics then go with that but i think they that they are not so more systems is more like it and i'm fine with it um to my question mavro said I think the explanation could have been better, at least to help calm people down. But on the other hand, I prefer that they only talk about what is really going to be released. I don't mind having an overall idea of how the whole project is going. Um, but I don't need to know how how are they on the mechanics that they want to have ready three years from now. Good point, Mavros. Undead pirate. Uh, pi- parrot oh my goodness undead parrot undead pirate let me just make up things um any what was anyway. that actually somebody's name undead parrot yeah oh, okay um we've gotten a lot of people in our discord that have just been joining as of late so i know welcome crazy. Everybody. I know I yeah people. met a lot yeah, yeah. that's because you're not you don't ever go on our discord and check off Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, you mean on, on the on the cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he said, the "Undead pirate again," just for people who might have forgot. Oh, parrot, undead parrot. See, I said parrot, it again. Parrot, do you know one? Do you know th- this is where I sound like an alcoholic? Ready? Um, sometimes I forget. I- I'm like going to get my hair cut, and instead of saying I'm going to the barber, I'm like I'm going to go see my bartender. And the looks people give me when I say I'm going to go see my bartender are horrified. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get my hair cut. And they're like, uh, what? Well, uh, I guess it's crazy. kind of getting a haircut, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Or so hair of the dog, more likely. Anyway, he says uh, the roadmap. It's Undead Parrot. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the roadmap drama really wasn't about the roadmap. You take a project like Star Citizen, 
where people are really passionate about it. If they weren't, it wouldn't have taken off. Add all the delays and missed dates and CIG's bad communications. This is usually the only thing I criticize CIG about. And you'll get stuff boiling over occasionally. Blown out of proportions completely, but on the other hand, something to be expected. Personally, I don't mind the roadmap part uh, that much, but the messaging was bad and arrogant for a company dependent on people's pledges. Um, I agree. The messaging just felt a little too blamey. And a little too woe is us. Most crowdfunded thing ever. How dare our fans be demanding? Anyway, um, not I'm not trying to be salty. I was just saying. Uh, Mark Three Generic says um, to Seagard's question: While more players would be lovely, the priority should be having more systems. We can only handle the same locations for so long before fatigue sets in. If not systems, more unique outpost variations or other places to be. Uh, to my question, he said, yeah, that's a, a tough one. The fact that shifting cards on the review, release view caused a ruckus in the community cannot be understated. While we were given the message that these could and would shift, the paragraph wherein the community noise was brought up was tone deaf and lacked any form of self-reflection. They could have focused more on the shifting priorities with a proper reasoning and while the issue would remain, it wouldn't have festered so much, which in turn required CIG to reevaluate the priority of the release view to the project progress tracker. Uh, they can fix this, in my honest opinion, by expanding the progress tracker to include tags to let us know if the end of the sprint is the end of the item or if it's waiting for something else to finish to continue to work on or to continue work on. I think that's a great idea um, yeah. for sure. Um, but, you know, similarly, Mark three, um, that's when people sit there and go, wait a second, this is supposed to be done and it's not, you know, it's, it's like the release view without the release view um, in some respects, or they'll be like, the here, it's definitely going to be pyro. It says this is the last thing on the sprint. Um, so I guess it's going to be a give and take. Our good friend Earth said for Seaguard's question, less systems, but more fleshed out. If more game systems means exploring and finding random bits of science, a dynamic Tony Z economy with Quanta, cargo loading mechanics, salvage, more people for multi-crew, data trading, etc., then I could live happily in Stanton for a while. Uh, to my question, he said, I think we still get to see things being worked on in the progress tracker, though I felt the release roadmap was a nice consolidated view. I'll miss it, even if it was only a forecasted projection and not a promise. Um, I will miss it too, Earth. Uh, Strikeout Actual said uh, to Seaguard's question, I would go with the feature-rich option within one system. More systems with less features would lead me to getting bored faster or at least distracted by my phone when doing all the extra quantum travel. Uh, to my question, I don't care if they want to scale back the roadmap, but at this point, they really should hire a PR person. Does anyone at CIG not proof the script before going public with something? Apparently not. Or if they do, it's the wrong person. 
and I'm not going to sound like a bitter person and blame nepotistic hires. <laughs> I'm not that cynical. I just think they don't think about PR because they're so, they try to be quote unquote transparent. So, right. There's no they probably need a coach. In a transparent they need a coach. company. I mean, there is when you have a message that alienates certain backers. I I would have definitely been like, oh, maybe we should run this by you know a couple people. Um, maybe they thought that was that was the tone they wanted to take, but if so, um, it, it didn't. They could have run well. it by their favorite bartender at least. Yeah, yeah. I I would have poured some drinks and <laughs> given them an idea. Be like, I don't know about that. And listen, half the time I'm I spend my day trying to write email communications to clients that'll get them to do what I need them to <laughs> yeah. so like getting feedback. Choose. My favorite, uh, you might like this as a project manager, Seaguard. Uh, is this a priority for you still? <laughs> is this still a priority? Oh. Uh, my understanding, this was priority. I, unfortunately, it's not being treated as such. You're going to need to back off on this until I hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> what I like is that if I hear something I've never heard before and they go, we told you that was our top priority. <laughs> what? Mm, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on top of the bottom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Any surprises with the with the reaction from the crowd, Seaguard, to your Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was a good uh, good response, uh kind of a spread. Which yeah. is kind of what I would thought that's what I thought, right? Um I, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I kind of, uh, I see there's a lot to do. A lot of places I haven't been to within Stanton. All right. I mean, there's just, you know, um, it, it does get a little monotonous sometimes. There's no doubt about it, but, uh, I can see it being you know quite fun either way. So mm-hmm. I really want to be that. I want to be that crew. Of course, I want to do it on your ship because you are, Fantastic, Kiki. I want to do it on your character, and I want to fly the Pisces out and find the first wormhole to go to another planet <laughs> or another system. Yeah, that would you just want fun. to get there on your own ship so I can put my name on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so since I've been keeping the spreadsheet on the responses, the general consensus on the roadmap, good idea, bad messaging, and general consensus on the uh, systems is uh, quality over quantity. It seems yeah. like. Well, look at you keeping tally, Chekhov. I was just I, um, I was surprised at, I thought everyone would be more fleshed out. Um, hence why I was sort of like, um, but do we want to make it so that if it's more hollow, there's more players? <laughs> yeah. Last week, because no. I thought it was going to be one side only. But I get it, because like, if if all the gameplay we have now, if that can be replicated with like anything procedural, then we would have another system that maybe doesn't have as many landing spots, but should have some missions and content. But we already know the mission content setup's pretty much done for Pyro, so... We're going to get yeah. both. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm really against increasing the player counts, uh, even when the server meshing is on, until there's sufficient 
amount of uh, uh, abundance of uh, sort of uh, interesting gameplay throughout the, the universe. Because last thing you want is a thousand players gathering around Jump Down. I think that's going to be a disaster. I have a feeling they're probably, if they're going to do anything, going to bump it up to 100 for a while. I don't think they want to test the server meshing to that degree until right. it's dynamic. Yep. That would be my guess, though. Um, all right. So uh, we did get one question submitted to us this week, and it was actually via text on our Google Voice. And it's our oh, anonymous cool. friend, again, mm. um, whose character name we don't know. And he says, hey, Citizen Cast." This is a two-part question. With the discussion of rivers recently, it got me thinking about bodies of water and missions around them. Firstly, what mission would you think would work well around water or lava? And then second, I was wondering your thoughts on a waste dumping mission where you'd have to stop people from dumping waste in the water or in a general location in a non-lethal way. Um, Seaguard, what do you think? What missions would work well around water and or lava? Okay. Waste dumping in a lava? Definitely yeah. a way to go. Exactly. Right? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Because you, you certainly cannot sell waste anywhere. Might That's as well right. dump it into the lava. Or how Tran- about... Um, Transporting you know, fresh water, landing on it, sucking in the uh, water into your tanks, and flying mm-hmm. it. Oh, that's a blast, good one. Right? Search and rescue. Um, you have a, a watercraft that's you know been damaged or someone's stuck where their ship has crashed in, in a body of water, and you have to go rescue them. I think that would be great. Um, lava is another rescue one, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um I think that uh, scientific dropping a sensor, placing a sensor within a, in the, in like a cone of a volcano or near a lava pit, you have to go down there and wear your heat suit in there and trudge up and kind of place one. Um, Cause you know, the, the soot and everything would foul the engines on the, uh, on the, on the spaceship or the ship that you're flying. Uh, I think that would be a blast. Um, you know, things like that. Okay, cool. Uh, and then you sort of commented on waste disposal, but what do you think of waste disposal missions in general? Well, I, I think that waste, right now they don't pay any money. I, I bought literally like a carrot full just to see what would happen once, and you don't make any money. It's exactly zero for for zero. I think it's one one penny and you get zero back. I don't. I don't think they mean. I don't think this person means the the actual waste right. like that so much as like get rid of this body or get rid of yeah. these toxins think, as a mission. I I think you could. Uh, I think you could. I think that would be a decent mission, but you have to wait. Have a way to do it. Like you know, obvious one. Throw it towards the sun, right? Throw it in a volcano. Um, I think those would all be pretty fun, I mean, but they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, I think waste disposal business, just like in real life, should be left to people who know what they're doing. Leave it to Sopranos; they'll figure it out. Right. Let's give it to the pirates. <laughs> now, I do think it would be great to have a ship that specializes in this, so that you, you know, it becomes something useful, right? It's a recycling ship or something, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, you take all that 
whatever it is, and you recycle it into something that's useful. Hmm. You know what's interesting? I could see, I could see waste not being something that you sell, like the commodity waste, being something that accumulates at a space station, and that in order to free up cargo for other commodities, people have to dispose of it. Yes. Right. Or recycle it. Recycle yeah. it and it becomes a commodity. Reduce. Yeah. Recycle. There you yeah. go. Now fire firefighter game will is also kind of interesting. So you pump the water into your uh uh ship and right. then you uh you know fight the whatever it is, uh forest fire or ship on fire, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, fresh water hauling to a station. Oh yeah, I mean maybe that's a good traversal means. Um, I would think another mission that you could find. You'll we'll probably have some good exploration missions around bodies of water, um, and maybe with lava we could collect. Maybe some planets the lava is made of a, a mineral that we might want to collect. <coughs> so they're. Maybe there's mining involved mm-hmm. or using it for raw materials for something. Um, waste dumping missions sound cool um, yeah. in general. A natural disaster, you know, type things. Um, you know, you have a volcanic eruption that's going to destroy a, a town and, you know, you have so many hours. Mm-hmm. You can haul the people out and you can haul the cargo out. You know, they're goods and things, right? Yeah. Uh, and you get paid you know, by the local authorities for participating. Um, you know, maybe there's looters or something you have to fight off, but, you know, it's kind of like a jump town Xeno threat kind of mix. Yeah. Um, right. That would be one. Uh, it, it, yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, uh, but natural disasters, I mean, we don't really have those right now in the game, but uh, they would be, they'd be definite tidal wave, right? Prepping for a tidal wave, pulling things yeah. out, um, ships in ships in danger. Yep, definitely. Uh, Seagard. Oh, go ahead. One more thing, and I, I have to play. I have to do this one. It just dawned on me. And being a raft lover and a raft associated with water, if you could just fly a raft without cargo boxes over a ship in the water. And you could use the raft to hoist the ship up and then take it to another safe place. Or an SRV for that matter. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have the word raft in it. It doesn't really work well with water down it. Um <laughs> thought I was being so clever. <laughs> he tried everybody. Um before we wrap up, Seaguard, do you have a new question for the week? Well, I think we called out that one earlier. How do you uh it's it's around the um, venting or basically um, having to be able to uh, evacuate air from a from a part of the ship, like airlock or accidentally or intentionally. Um, so I would say that the question is: given this capability, if it when it comes in the game, um, what type of controls would you like to see? Would you like to see you know have to evacuate the chamber with air? first before you open exterior doors or you know and thinking in regards to the ships like connie or the star fair which have huge back ends right 
uh, or would you rather see uh, just a limited capability um, around just the, the the areas where they have actual ingress and egress points for people? You know, uh, mm-hmm. I guess like the door on the Pathfinder or the Pioneer. No, the Pathfinder. I don't know what the Pathfinder. Not Pathfinder. Is. Uh, God, I'm tired. Uh, prospector on the prospector, the side door or the freelancer, things like that. Um, and would you like to see that as a separate engineer station or would you like to see that something associated just to the, you know, to the room that it, that it impacts? So you have to walk up to a panel in the room or outside the room and, and control it. All right. You guys, you all have a lot to think about. Um, excellent. So, that, dear friends, comes to the conclusion of our episode. Uh, if you do have any questions, thoughts, comments, things you want us to test for science, things you did for science, um, tips, tricks, uh, questions for us, answering our questions, or anything else, um, you know, if you want to talk about the the smooth characteristics of Chekhov's maybe not Russian accent. Uh, you could submit said comments, questions, concerns, thoughts by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc, submit a message through Anchor on our CitizenCast Discord. You could join up, links below. Um, there's different sections for each type of subject and there's general chat and all that fun stuff or you can always text or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154 and um what's that more i have one more alibi so also if you're looking for for orgs first of all if you're looking for a place to play parlay house right just go play meet some people we're all there we play in our common area and Sometimes break off if you know one or two people are doing a specific mission for better comms, but quite a few people on at any given time, and a lot of them are becoming newer players now. Uh, I think we picked up three in the last week. Uh, in addition, we have quite a few orgs that are, you know, kind of some are actually based there. They they use our Discord uh, and share from the benefits of having a common Discord, and we have a couple that recruit from there. So most recently, we just set up for Galog, galog.org. They do the, you know, the really good um, uh, logistics package, uh, one of the two that are out there most commonly used, and they're a good-sized org on their own. So they've just we've just established a spot for them to do recruiting. Uh, so feel free to come on in and meet those guys. Uh, we also have Forgotten Sentinels, uh, Independent Industrials, I think it's uh, Solutions, right? United. Uh... United. Independent, yeah, United. Uh, we have the Jedi Temple. We have the Madra Rua. And we have Star Seekers Intergalactic, which is Geekies. So, uh, yeah, seven orgs. Yeah, it's and it's just a way to meet those orgs. I mean, well, some of us are part of all of those orgs. Some of us are part of none of those orgs. Like, I don't think I'm a son. Well, I guess I'm in the SSI, uh, but I'm a crew member there. I just, just that's a flying geeky ship. Uh, so if you're thinking of those, if you want to find an org, you want to come meet some people, feel free to drop right in. Uh, it's a great place. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you're looking for more Star Citizen content, check out some of the friends of the show. Um, 
We have Earth and Snorkel who uh, post uh, YouTube videos on the reg, uh, as well as any of the music lists that you hear in this episode and more has been created by Admiral Cody with the help of Calibri and uh, some really exciting uh, stuff. They have great music, as you can hear it in the episode. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thank you, fellow citizens, for listening. We'll see you next week. You notice how quiet I was trying to be? You know, how they <laughs> you were much better. Right? <laughs> Just like the bottle. You know? Yeah, that. Oh, I, I'm not going to lie, that sort of sounded like fapping. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's actually sparkling lemon water for greater drinks. Sparkling and you're shaking it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to get the bubbles out of it. Oh, you don't like the bubbles? No, I do like bubbles. I want to get more bubbles. I wish they would bring back, you know, the stuff you could find in salvage, like the booze and the carbonated wines. You used to be able to find good, cool stuff in the shipwrecks. Ah, so you want to be a bootlegger now. I do. Way to bring it back to Star Citizen when we're talking about some inane topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want this to be relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just didn't want to go down the frapping side. <laughs> you know me. It would have come out wrong. <laughs> of course you said frapping instead of fapping. Fapping. Okay, fapping. <laughs> well, English is my second language, so I don't know what any of that means. It's my first language. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Maybe it's a millennial thing. Yeah.